All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. We are back in the book, The Science of Success by Charles G. Koch. We're on page 69. We're in a section, a chapter called Vision. And today we're going to talk about this idea of setting priorities. Setting priorities. And I heard this a lot growing up. Set your priorities, right? You know what that means. In life, there are all kinds of things that compete for our attention. And so we have to decide which ones are we going to go with, which ones are we not going to go with. We have to set priorities for our life, for our team, for our business, for our organization, for our families. It's really important because if we don't do that, it's going to be a lot of things that can take our attention away from us. So we got to set priorities. So let's read here, page 69. Let's see what Charles Koch has to say about this. Based on its vision, a business needs to develop and implement strategies that will enable it to maximize its long-term value, which we consider to be its long-term profitability above its cost of capital. This requires setting priorities. In a complex business, deciding the order in which to do things can be just as important as as deciding what things to do. I'm going to say that one more time so you get this. In a complex business or a complex life, deciding the order in which to do things can be just as important as deciding what things to do. At least two sets of criteria are needed to determine priorities. The first set includes those actions that are required to stay in business, such as meeting the deadline for complying with the government regulation or major customer's quality or volume requirements. The second set is determined by gap analyses. Gap analyses, excuse me, that estimate the risk adjusted present value of the opportunities relative to the sources consumed such as scarce talent or capital. Thus, an opportunity with the risk-adjusted present value of $100 million will take precedence over one of $20 million, assuming similar resources are required. English, I'm going to put more attention to the $100 million opportunity than I'm going to put towards the $20 million opportunity, okay? Especially if the same resources are required for either one of them. It just makes sense, right? It's kind of like, you know, Pareto's principle, 80-20 rule. 
Without such a methodology, the tendency is to try to work on everything at once, which means nothing gets done quickly or well. I've been guilty of this in my own life. After priorities are set for the business as a whole, based on the vision, they must also be set for marketing, operations, all the way down to the plant level, supply, research and development, and the support groups. Each must then assign responsibility for executing these priorities. Opportunity cost must be considered in deciding what to do and in what order. This next section is really important because I have two stars next to it and it's double underlined. Maximizing long-term value also involves creating an experimental discovery process that encourages new improvement strategies and innovations. When we are experimenting, we will have failures. As Einstein taught, someone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. The key is to recognize when we are experimenting and to develop a vision based on reality. Coke, this is Coke Industries he's talking about because this is Charles Coke writing this book. Coke Industries has been hurt when we failed to do so. Our losses in shipping and agriculture were costly examples of the failure to develop a reality-based vision and recognize that we did not have the capability to make bets on such complexity or magnitude. Both are profitable today, but only after being completely reconstituted. New capabilities have been built, resulting in revised visions. For example, two very successful businesses, Coke Nitrogen and the Matador Cattle Company, which I don't think they own anymore, were part of the failed Coke Agricultural Group. Coke Nitrogen's realization of its revised vision as a global fertilizer company that operates markets and trades was made possible by the consistent discipline application of market-based management. The same approach also allowed the Matador Cattle Company to make its revised vision a reality. Okay, let's get past that. Non-essential for you. For an established organization, vision, vision development is seldom a linear process. Instead, the process is iterative, and the vision is in a state of continual emergence. Once established, every vision contains the seeds of its own demise. Creative destruction, we'll see to that. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast, creative destruction. Either you can do it, or the marketplace is going to do it for you. Always bringing in the new, always getting rid of the old, right? It's happening all around us anyway, so if you don't take care of it, You're going to be eaten alive in the marketplace. Even though a vision will change over time, it is essential to have a shared vision that is understood and embraced. Thus, the vision must be effectively communicated throughout the organization. Understanding what the business is trying to achieve and how it creates value helps each employee focus and prioritize. Okay, so this can be said for an organization, for a company, for a team, for a family. But what comes first is is trying to figure out what, what are we trying to achieve? How are we trying to create value in the marketplace? Once every employee knows this, once every family member knows this, once every team member knows it, they can get to work doing the work you need them to do to help achieve those goals, to help create value and have the outcomes you desire them to, to have. Even in your family, maybe you say, hey, what we're trying to achieve is have a successful family. We want to have the kind of family that other families envy after. 
And here's how we're going to do that. So you, so you list out here what our values and principles are. Transparency, authenticity, love, acceptance, trust. We always tell the truth. Courage. We're a courageous family. You know, whatever those might be, you get to make those up on your own. But sharing that with your team, with your family, with your organization, saying this is who we are. This is what we're trying to achieve. This is how we're going to create value in our society. So as a family, you can say that. As a family, this is the value we want to create. And here's how we're going to do it. A shared vision guides the development of roles, responsibilities, and expectation. Every vision should answer the question. Every vision should answer the questions. What should we be striving to do and how will we do it? And see, I would break that down personally and say, uh, what should we be striving to do? That's the purpose. The vision is where are we going, right? What does the outcome look like? The mission is how are we going to get that done? So I would probably break that down a little bit, you know, a little bit differently. But I think what he's saying is good there. Every vision should answer the questions. What should we be striving to do and how will we do it? Our vision must guide all our actions. An effective vision is the genesis of long-term success. And then I have highlighted right down here. I, I actually wrote notes here. Um, Vision must be effectively communicated throughout the organization. So we all understand that, right? That that vision guides everything we do, uh, how we're going to do it, how we're going to get done, uh, and it must be communicated. So the priorities that we have start with the vision. What are we trying to accomplish? How are we going to try to accomplish it? Then you set the priorities. And inevitably, you may set some priorities and realize I've got 20 different priorities here. Well, okay. And you, and if you think all 20 are important, then you start to uh, go about prioritizing those priorities, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you, you list them out and you start knocking them off one by one. Because if you try to do all 20 at one time, it's not going to work, right? So you got to list them out do them one at a time. And again, this works for your personal life. This works for your team life. This works for your uh, leadership life, your organization, your company, whatever it may be. Set those priorities. But before that comes the vision. It's really important. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you Friday for the next episode of JC. Or, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm back to the I'm back to the old name for the next episode of the Prof JC Leadership Podcast. Uh, take care. Happy hump day. I'll see you on the next episode. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast, and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.